Hey everybody, I am Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad that you're here. It's an honor to create this content for you, and I'm so grateful that you're spending your time with me. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. I hope your family is healthy. I hope that um, you're trucking along on this crazy year. It's almost over. And I'm praying that 2021 is a bit brighter for us. And you know, the comeback is always better than the setback. So we're all in this together. And I'm doing everything I can to create some valuable content for you all to just brighten your day even a little bit. So thank you so much for listening again. I really appreciate you spending your time with me. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the pros and cons of booth rental and employee-based salons. I'm going to go over some pros and cons uh, from the stylist perspective and the salon owner's perspective. So wherever you are in your journey, this podcast should be helpful. Um, I really hope that you get some value from it and it even just opens your mind a little bit to if you're a salon owner, what your stylist might be going through. If you're a stylist, what your salon owner might be going through and just give you some perspective and uh, open your mind a little bit to salon ownership and what really goes into it. Now, for anybody who's just tuning in for the first time or who doesn't know me, uh, my name is Gina Bianca. Obviously, it's the Gina Bianca podcast. Hello. Um, But the reason I feel qualified to talk about this is because I was a salon owner of an employee-based salon. It was actually a team-based pay salon, so it was like employee-based salon on steroids. Um, (laughs) I was the owner of my first salon, Gina Bianca Hair, that was employee-based. We had around 16 employees, give or take, here and there. Uh, We started with one (laughs) and then uh, moved our way up. I believe we had like 18 people. That was the most employees we had at one time, but it was kind of like in between 10 to 18 stylists. I'll say like an average of 16 stylists and employees at all times. So it was a pretty high-level salon. There was a lot of moving parts and it was definitely uh, a journey. It had its ups and downs, and I always talk about it because Gina Bianca Hair was my business school. Um, some of you know I am the global salon business expert for Joyco, and it's so funny because that title is so big, but um, I'm an expert because I have fucked up so many times. I've learned so much. I've tried everything. I'm not afraid to tear something down, burn it down, and build it back up. If something's not working, I'll figure it out. And, um, you know, I really learned a lot as an employee-based salon owner because as an employee-based salon owner, you know, you really have to adapt and evolve and you have to make changes and you have to, like, solve problems. So it was definitely a journey and GBH was definitely my business school. So um, I feel I'm qualified to speak on that because I've worked for an employee-based salon, I've owned an employee-based salon, and I have a lot of clients, like coaching clients and a lot of friends and a lot of people I know who I consult with about their salons. So I hope that this podcast gives you a lot of information about the pros and cons. I also more recently opened a booth rental salon, which is very successful. Uh, we're almost completely rented out the network salon. It's a 16 chair salon. We have 14 of our chairs full and the salon's thriving and it's very successful and I've learned just like I did with my employee-based salon, you know, from bottom to top, what to do, how to manage, how to add value, how to make everybody happy or at least try to, and how to run a rental salon. And this is my master's program, I guess. I didn't go to college, but uh, I do believe in the business school of experience. So. 
I feel qualified to speak on this topic because I have the experience and I've also worked at a booth rental salon and owned a booth rental salon. So I'm here to share with you the pros and cons again of both. And yeah, I really just hope you enjoy this episode. I would love to hear what you think. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can always leave a review of the podcast and please, you know, share your feedback, you know, leave me a comment on my Instagram or send me a message or send us an email at the Gina Bianca podcast at gmail.com if you want to hear a specific topic. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how you're enjoying the podcast. It means so much to me when you take a screenshot and share it to your stories. Uh, this education is free and it's honest and it's from somebody who cares and who is obsessed with elevating the beauty industry so every time you share it it's huge and it means so much to me so please thank you thank you continue to share send this podcast to somebody who would benefit from it and let's do our part in elevating the beauty industry through education so please share subscribe leave a review all of your support means everything to me. I really appreciate it. All right, so let's get into the content of this episode. So I'm going to start with employee-based salons, and I'm going to start from the stylist perspective. So if you're a stylist, the pros of working at an employee-based salon, this could be a commission salon, a team-based salon, hourly salon, however you want to cut it, but you're an employee of the company. Let's start with some of the pros. So one of the pros of working at an employee-based salon is that you have that sense of certainty with a paycheck, guaranteed minimum wage, and overtime if you work overtime. So Basically, when working for a company, you're going to get those corporate benefits like a paycheck. That is great for people who value that certainty, the people who don't want to be hustling and grinding 24-7 to make money. Uh, Working for a salon is going to give you that certainty paycheck over time and give you that money in the bank. Even if it's just that minimum wage, it's going to give you that certainty. And when I talk to stylists and they ask me, what do I look for in a salon or in my first salon or in my dream salon? I always say hourly pay, like look for hourly pay. And I know that in 2020, it's a weird time. I know it's really hard to get a job right now. If you're a stylist or an assistant looking for a job, payroll dollars are very very minuscule there are not a lot of payroll dollars I would love to hire an assistant right now I might in the future but I would love to hire an assistant right now especially someone to help us at the network because we're so busy like they're incredibly busy there and they need assistance they need help but I don't really have the payroll dollars to throw at an assistant right now because times are tough so And con, I guess, is it's kind of hard to find a job with hourly pay. So if you have hourly pay, a paycheck, and overtime, consider yourself lucky. And that is definitely one of the pros of working for a company. Another pro of working at an employee-based salon, working for a company, is not having overhead. Uh, Your overhead really is your commission, uh, your commission split. So if you're getting 40% commission, your overhead is the 60% that the salon absorbs and takes to provide everything you need to perform those services. But you're not really keeping track of or maintaining books or paying overhead. You really just show up to work and make your money. And it's really great and it's so much less of a headache and so much less responsibility. So you're going to get that peace of mind. That's another pro of working at an employee-based salon. Now keep in mind, you want to make sure you're getting paid legally and Uh, I have included for this episode, I'm just feeling really generous this month, Uh, it's the holidays and I want you guys to have as much education as possible. So for my mastermind members, I did include my ebook, Read This Before You Finish Beauty School, and that has everything about 
getting paid legally in it. So it's just a book for new people in the industry or people who just want to learn like the basics. It's really for everybody. Everybody can read it. But I'm including that for my mastermind members. But you could also get that ebook on sale on my website, uh, GinaBianca.com, and just click ebooks. And my ebooks are there and they're all on sale for the holidays. But yeah, you want to make sure you're getting paid legally and getting paid legally really looks like you're getting hourly pay, you're a W-2 employee, you're getting the guaranteed minimum wage. If you work overtime, you're getting time and a half or whatever it is in your state. I don't know if it varies state to state, but I always try to be careful with what I say. Um, you want to check your state always because I live in Connecticut. I know Connecticut and uh, I don't want to ever steer anybody wrong or give uh, bad information. So check your state. But you want to make sure that you're getting minimum wage overtime and that the employee is you're classified as a W-2. And a W-2 means they cover part of your payroll taxes, which is another huge benefit. Let's get into that. A huge benefit of employee-based loans is they're paying a portion of your taxes. And when you move into booth rental, you pay that other portion. And it's a hefty amount of money. So um, pros, that guaranteed paycheck, overtime, W-2 certainty and the salon owner paying a portion of your payroll taxes as long as you are getting paid legally. If you're working for an employee-based salon but something seems fishy, I would definitely contact an attorney or talk to somebody you trust who knows about uh, filing. Talk to an experienced stylist in your area and get some advice because if you're working for an employee-based salon, this are, these are some of the things you should be getting. Another pro is client flow and walk-in. So a good salon is going to be marketing all the time, trying to keep those chairs full. Because if your chair is full, they're making money. So they're going to want to have walk-ins coming in all the time. And this is great to help you build your clientele. If you're utilizing walk-ins, social media, and having great conversations with people on the streets, you'll be busy in no time. Starting booth rental, you have to do all that for yourself. You're going to have to do your advertising. You're going to have to do your marketing, you're going to have to have those conversations and you're going to have to really build your clientele. Working for a salon, they help you with that. Another pro is that everything is provided pretty much. So like the color, the supplies, all of the things that you might need to perform services is there. You don't have to worry about rushing to the store. You don't have to worry about you know, making sure you have your inventory in check and your retail is there. So if your clients need Uh, shampoo, conditioner, styling products, it's all there and it's just all provided for you. So it really gives you the clock in, clock out type of thing, which is like, you know, you come in, you do your work, you finish up, you go home and then you get on with your life. Uh, That is a great benefit of working for an employee-based salon because when you're owning a salon or working for yourself, you're kind of working on your business all the time. And it's definitely a headache and it's definitely a lot of work. So it is a benefit to have that clock in, clock out mindset. Now, another pro, and this is where I'm going to stop for stylists. I'm sure I can keep going because there are a lot of pros to working for a salon. Uh, Some of the perks, like I'm going to just say it again, the payroll taxes, having the company cover a portion of your payroll taxes, that shit adds up. Oh my God. When I was a salon owner at GBH with employees, I paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in payroll taxes. A fucking nightmare. I hated it. Oh my God. I hated paying payroll taxes. It was the death of me. And we're in Connecticut. It just sucks. Like taxes just suck. I hate them. And if you hate taxes, taxes too. We'll be friends. (laughs) I just hate it. So much money. It's such a bigger expense than you think. So a company paying a portion of your payroll taxes is great and it's amazing. Um, So that's one of the perks. But other perks could be paid vacation. It could be paid maternity leave. It could be uh, sick days. It could be Uh, what other benefits? I gave 401k, health insurance, dental vision, 
education. We gave a lot of benefits in my salon, but with those benefits, I did give a reduced commission rate. So I was always at like 38 to 40% commission, but I was on team-based. So that's what my goal payroll percentage was. It's like 38% max. Like it was really bad when it was over that because I tried to give a lot of benefits and you need to make that up somewhere. And usually it comes out of the commission. So being a stylist, one of the pros definitely is all those perks because when you work for yourself, you definitely have to pay for all of those. All right, great. So now that we went through the pros for a stylist to work at an employee-based salon, let's go into some of the cons. And there's really not that many cons. Um, I'm going to add a few to my list because, you know, the first one is, you know, you're working with a team, which is a pro and a con. Um, some people love working with people. If you don't have the right people in the team and if the leader is not a strong leader, like if they let people hang around who need to go, like for example, Sally Mae brings in 100K a year, but she doesn't take care of herself. Like she um, shows up to work hungover, smelling like booze and cigarettes, or she you know, is really obnoxious around the salon or she doesn't clean up after herself or she causes drama and gossip, but you know, she brings in a hundred K and the owner has no balls. So they let her hang around for years and years and years. It could be miserable to work with people like that and it could take a toll on your mental health. So I'm adding that to my list. That wasn't on my list, but that's one of the things that could be a huge con is you really don't have control over the culture or like what you're doing in the salon you, you have control over what you're doing but like who you're working with it's really up to the leader so you need to have a strong leader or else you know working for an employee-based salon could suck another con is you have less independence so you know the salon has a policy manual they have systems they have a dress code a certain way you greet the customer or a certain way you answer the phone and you kind of have less independence over the brand you know you're working for a company you're representing the brand and you kind of have less independence to be your own artist and most employee-based salons are great in a sense of they let you be an artist but they kind of polish you so that you can represent the brand but some can be a little strict and I've definitely worked at salons that are really strict and they kind of try to mold you and I molded people at GBH I was really strict about my culture and really strict about how we treated the guests but you know put yourself in my position my name was on the door right and we're going to get into the pros and cons of being a salon owner shortly but you know uh the independence factor is one of the biggest reasons people move from employee-based to booth rental so if you can find a nice balance it could be great and as a salon owner if you could provide a nice balance it could be great but you know it definitely takes some finesse to get it right one more con that I'm going to cover is the hunger for more. So many times in employee-based salons, especially if the leader is complacent or if the leader doesn't, you know, put a lot of time, thought, effort, and energy into the business and the growth plan of the company and the stylist, you know, you could have that hunger for more. And it's not a bad thing, um, you know, some needs of the spirit are growth and giving back. So if you're kind of doing the same thing, same thing, same thing for many, many years, you could have that hunger, that drive for more. Like maybe you see more potential in yourself or maybe you're sick of doing the same shit all the time. Or maybe you're tired of building someone else's brand and you want to build your own brand. Um, they say when you don't build your dream, you'll be hired to build someone else's. And, you know, some people that shit sticks with them. Some people will hear something like that and they'll be like, damn, what the fuck? Why am I building someone else's brand? And then they'll get that like seed in their mind planted and they want to grow and they want to do more. And it's not a bad thing. You know, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing in life is permanent. So, you know, you really want to think about if you're having those feelings like what's next because for your health and for your growth and for everything if you're having those constant feelings all the time something's got to happen or if something doesn't happen you can just stay where you're at I mean you don't have to do anything but one of the cons of working for employee-based salons is you can have those feelings of you know not meeting your full potential 
So it depends on the leadership. It depends on if there's growth. And I challenge salon owners to provide growth and take care of your people and nurture your people. And don't settle for the status quo and don't settle for complacency and don't settle for the same thing over and over because your business will keep growing if you keep growing your people. And that's just me being obsessed with elevating the beauty industry. Like I was obsessed with my artists and trying to help them grow. And I built a bunch of leaders who ended up going to rent chairs. And when I was a salon owner, it drove me fucking nuts. I was like, why does everybody leave? But I literally was working so hard to create leaders. And, you know, it's only natural for somebody to want to take a bet on themselves here and there. So I definitely think one of the cons of being a stylist at an employee-based salon is you could plateau. And it really depends on the leader. And if you're a salon owner listening to this and you're like fuck you Gina don't get people wanting to leave you have to work on your business and your people and you have to make it crazy to work anywhere else so if people want more give them more think of what they need think of what drives them think of what motivates them think of how you can help them grow you have to think about these things or they're going out the door the industry is changing there's suite rental everywhere there's booth rental everywhere I closed my employee-based salon to do booth rental because I was just like "Mm, nope this is where it's going right now and commission salons are not irrelevant there needs to be commission and employee-based salons there has to be because people need that security people need that consistency people need that training people need that job security and I think that the commission salons and employee-based salons that are going to thrive have the best fucking leaders possible they have the best leaders and if you're not that you better get it together you have to get it together and don't be like oh Gina like why are you saying this you have to like literally get it together take care of your company take care of your people because I'm telling you the industry is changing and only the strong will survive only the strong will survive sorry I said it I'm not sorry So let's get into the pros and cons for a salon owner owning an employee-based salon. Um, I'm going to go through the pros first. And the first pro is that you get to build your brand and your dream. And this is huge because for the salon owners who are meant to be salon owners who have been wanting this for a long time, if you read my ebook, read this before you open a hair salon, I call it the unicorn. Like you've been working for this forever. You've been educating yourself. Like you want to really change the industry. You want to really have an impact. You want to create an experience like no other. You want to create a brand like no other. You want your guests to be like, holy shit, I'm so glad I go here you want your stylist to be like oh my god I can't believe I work here like the salon owners who like really do it building your brand and building your culture is a fucking gift I'm swearing a lot on this one but it is such a gift owning GBH the biggest gift was building my brand building my culture and have clients walk in and just be like you know I love it here I don't know what it is but I just love it that's culture you don't know it you can't see it but you know it when you see it like you can't you don't know how to describe it but you know it when you see it that's how it goes it's literally like you walk in and it's like something's different here people are happy or this place is cool or or you the vibe is good the culture the brand the reputation the everything about your brand when you see that come together there is nothing like it i get all jazzed thinking about it there's nothing like it and having the control over it building the brand building the culture and having that control over the brand and the stylus and the policies and the experience that is a huge pro because you can make an impact and you can have a fabulous reputation so those are a few of the pros building the brand building the culture having control over the brand you know you say what goes you call the shots you know if you want everyone wearing all black and you want them wearing red lipstick every day you're the boss they that that's how it goes if that's your brand that's your brand and you got to find people who fit that brand right so if you are building a brand and a culture and it's coming together in front of you it is the most rewarding amazing thing ever it is hard though you know it's not just something that like snap your fingers it comes together it's hard but that is one of the pros in my opinion because you get like such a rewarding feeling from watching your brand and your culture and everything thrive and it's all because of you 
it's definitely because of your people because you can't do anything without your people but if you're a strong leader and you pull this together it is such a great feeling so those are a few of the first pros um, another pro is having an impact on an artist and their livelihood so having an impact on somebody you know when I was first starting out as a salon owner when I took people out of school and taught them and watch them grow and then you know flash forward two or three years and they're doing stuff they were terrified to do and you hear them you know talking like you and you hear them doing the consultation and you see them doing the style and you see them use your techniques and they have their own way you know they've made it their own but you just see the growth of your people it is like insane, especially if you take them out of school and their assistants. Oh my God. It's just like such a great feeling. And for me, like that was one of the biggest pros, like the biggest rewards of owning an employee-based salon is the training part of it and like really having an impact on someone's life and their career and their livelihood and their family. And like you have that impact. For me, one of my biggest values is making an impact. You know, I have core values that are in my heart and soul. And one of the biggest ones is having an impact. And being a salon owner, you can make an impact if you're a strong leader. Another pro as a salon owner of an employee-based salon is definitely like the impact on the community and the connection to the community. I loved, uh, you know, people knowing my salon and knowing my name in the community I thought it was really cool and just the amount of people you can see when you're you know marketing and you're really feeling filling those chairs and your stylists are going it, just owning a salon in general the community aspect of it is incredible whether you're employee or booth rental it's it's really really amazing but owning the salon that's the employee-based salon where you know it's your brand your business and your culture and all of those things like the impact on the community is really cool and really rewarding another pro is making money off of every chair every stylist you know when a stylist comes in they bring in a hundred bucks you take four uh 60 they take 40 and you know all of those chairs you start making money and you can make some good money so it's definitely profitable um salons aren't crazy profitable you have to be like a savage business person to have a profitable salon and we'll talk about that in a second but you can make some money and it's really cool like you know when you're working behind the chair and then you have this other chair and you're like not working but it's still making money it's a really good feeling so um, when you build successful busy stylists and the more they grow you're making money too so it's definitely amazing and obviously as a salon owner that's like the first thing everybody thinks of it's like I want to make money off these people it's definitely a pro but it definitely comes with time and to have that longevity takes a lot of work and leadership all right, so let's get into the cons of being an employee-based salon owner. So I ended up closing my salon after five years, and I would have kept it open, but um, I was growing so much, and the amount of leadership it takes, and I even had managers working in there, but it's not like having the owner present. Like, I was not present, and literally, you guys, like... I could not keep that place open with my name on the door if I was not there. It was so much work. It was so much time. It was so much energy. It was so much headache. It was so much work. Like, oh my God, it was just so much. Like, it, especially when you're trying to do other things. So I was traveling. I was teaching. I was trying to have a relationship. I was trying to do X, Y, and Z. I was trying to work with this brand. I was trying to do my online education. I was just trying to do so much. And I was just growing and I was not present in the salon and I kind of lost passion for having employees and, you know, doing the whole thing over and over and over. And I was a little bit resentful and burnt out because a lot of my stylists would get to a certain point and then they would go and rent a chair and great, cool. But I had put so much time, effort, energy, work, money and training into people that watching them leave over and over and over, I kind of was just like, okay, it's kind of like, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And I definitely played a part in my stylist leaving because I wasn't really present. And also my business model as team-based pay, it was kind of hard for me to pay them more, pay them more, especially like when the top provider would leave. And then I had to train all of these people to try to be as good as that top provider. It was just so much time training and effort and energy and 
If anyone tells you it's easy, they're fucking lying to your face. If anybody tells you it's easy to own an employee-based salon and manage employees and train and retain and deal with customers and do all of the things, they're fucking lying to you. It's not easy. It is so much work. And I couldn't even do hair most of the time because managing that many people, managing their clients, being present on the floor for all of the new people to ask 100 questions, being able to help everybody, being able to like, you know, run the business, do the books, do the training, like all of that. Like you can't do like a full book of clients doing that. I mean, some people do, but it's a lot. It's a lot. So I always had my hands full. And if I only ran my salon and if I took better care of myself because I was definitely not taking care of myself I was so burnt out I was doing hair like a million hours I was working a million hours I was definitely not in my peak health state so a lot went into it but I'm just being real with you guys like in my first salon it was just a lot to manage and I learned so much from it one of the things that I was doing like, you know, the last like year and a half as I was training these managers to like take my place and, and, you know, to help me in the business. And it was okay, but there's nothing like the leader being present. There's just nothing like it. And it's hard to pass off being the salon owner. And for me, I was 23 years old when I opened and I was 20 seven when I closed and my career was taking off. So I recommend salon owners to open an employee-based salon when you're like 35, 40, like when you are like, you know, you have a lot of experience, you've done everything that you've kind of wanted to do, if you want to do education, if you have got all the dreams, and then you have some so much more to offer your team. And it's like, you know, when you want to open a salon like that is your job like those are your people like they depend on you they rely on you and for me I was just not ready to do that with employees it was so much work I did it I trained tons of people it was great um, I learned so much all of my people are doing great like everybody's good most of them work at the network and the ones who don't are thriving and doing great I'm still friends with like 99% of them and talk to them all the time but you know it's not for everybody and things happen for a reason a season or a lifetime you know so owning an employee-based salon for me was definitely for a reason I learned everything that I needed to learn and like I still have so much more learning to do so I didn't learn everything but I would not be able to help people with these issues that people come to me and need help with if I didn't go through it so it definitely was for a reason I wouldn't trade it for the world I don't regret anything at all and um yeah so the cons are it's really fucking hard <laughs> that's the first one it's really really hard so one of the reasons it's hard and expensive is marketing and keeping those chairs full so you want to make sure that your chairs are full so you're making money and it, you know you're paying people you got to pay them hourly or commission whatever's greater you got to pay them a set hourly so it's expensive to have them on payroll and another con is the payroll taxes it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a week it is so much money to have employees so if you're a if you're a stylist working for an employee-based salon fucking hug your salon owner okay because you have no idea what they're going through and after this podcast I hope that you do but it's an a con is it's marketing is expensive it takes up a lot of time I had all my people like it was part of their job description to post on social media three times a week and tag the salon like I had it in their job description like this is part of your deliverables for me um, you have to pre-book this many people, you have to post this many times on Instagram, and you have to make sure that you fo follow the sanitation checklist. And I had a bunch of other things on their job description. We can maybe do a podcast about that if you want to, um, or maybe talk about it in Mastermind. I don't know, but it would probably be a good topic. Another con is leadership. I mean, leadership is great, but it's also really hard. Um, dealing with employees, I always would say, like, how many times do I have to tell them? And the answer is you tell them until they get it, right? You can coach someone on the same thing 432 times and they just, like, might not want to get it. <laughs> they just, like, might not. And as a leader, you can't just be like, why the fuck don't you get this? Like, what, what, like, you can't punch someone in the face. You have to just kindly tell them again. So, like, when somebody doesn't clean their station or doesn't sweep 
sleep under their station or doesn't maintain the facility and you tell them 150 times, it's like, would you like me to show you how to clean this? You just have to be kind about it. And you just have to be like, would you like me to show you how to clean this? Or do you want to do a mini class on cleaning? And without being passive aggressive, without being upset, but you have to just keep reminding people. And, you know, another thing is when you are having employees, it's like a lot of the time spent with them is reminding them what they said in the job interview. Like I heard that from Robert Cromines like a million years ago, and it is so true. A lot of people will tell you anything to get hired and then you spend your time reminding them of why they wanted to work here and like what they promised you in the interview. So it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Dealing with employees is hard and you know, and then they leave and they go chase their dreams and you're just like, God damn it, what the fuck? Like, you're just like, ugh. And then you bitch and moan to your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And um, it's hard not to take it home with you. It's hard not to let it run your life because if you're a, a business owner, it's hard not to take it home with you. It's hard not to let it run your life. You need those boundaries. And even I need help with that. I'm not perfect, trust me. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I get fired up talking about this stuff because <laughs> I love it. And <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this so far. Another con is, you know, you have to manage yourself. If you're doing hair, you have to manage your clients. And then you have to manage your stylist. And then you have to manage their clients. So it's just a big cluster mindfuck headache. Because not only do you have to manage your own life, then your client comes in, their bangs are too short, their blonde is brassy, whatever. So you got to deal with all of your clients. And if you're a successful salon owner, chances are you're busy AF behind the chair. Um, if you don't do hair behind the chair and you just fully lead your business, I like just want to clap for you because it is so hard to do that and, um, you know, do a great job at it. And I just totally honor you for leading your company full-time because it is really hard and I just honor you for it because such amazing leaders do this and that was always my goal but I always had a hard time like finding things to do like there's a million things to do but I didn't like to do all of those things like I'm an artist through and through um, I don't like to manage I don't like to do the books I don't like to do all the bullshit I am an artist I like to create and I would like to do hair and I would like to create you know <laughs> I would like to teach uh, and teaching is my art and you know I didn't want to be doing my QuickBooks I didn't want to be you know <laughs> coaching people on why they're late I hated that part I'm an artist so you know I do honor the salon owners who are full-time leaders um, but anyway, back to what I was saying, you got to deal with you, your clients, and then your stylist, you have to manage them and then their clients, because when their clients have an issue, they're not going to the stylist, they're going to Yelp or they're going to the salon. So it's just like a big mind fuck cluster fuck headache. And it's just a lot. So anybody who tells you it's easy, they're lying. And I'm just clapping for salon owners, the unsung heroes who keep it all together and provide these jobs and provide this leadership. And, you know, I just clap for you and I give you all of the validation and I give you all of the props and I give you all of the credit for all of the hard work, all of the sleepless nights, all of the headaches, all of the heartbreak. I just give you all of my love for real. Wow, this podcast is super honest. I hope you guys like it. I hope I'm not going too far, but maybe I am. I don't know. It is what it is. It's 2020, so <laughs> I can do it. You know, I'm sure you guys have seen and heard worse <laughs> in 2020, but I just want to be real with you guys and honest. So, all right, we have a couple more cons, actually, like a whole page of cons. Um, let's see. Salon reputation lies in the stylist's hands. So you can create this amazing culture, amazing brand, all these amazing systems, do all this amazing training, but it really depends on how the stylist feels like showing up that day. So your reputation lies within, you know, how someone feels like they're going to show up that day. Are they going to show up hungover? Are they going to show up in a pissed off mood with family stuff going on and, you know, bring that energy into the salon, bring that energy to behind the chair? You know, your reputation lies within the hands of somebody else. So that's really stressful and really a con because as a control freak and as somebody, you know, who has it all on the line, it's really important that your stylist show up for you and it doesn't always happen. 
another con is training takes so much time and it is such an expensive expensive thing so when a stylist starts you're going to spend you know the 90 days training them and you're paying somebody to train them or you're training them and you can be doing so much more with your time so you're training these people and you don't even know if they're going to work out you know and all of that time effort energy you know care concern and money like relies on the retention which is the other con is you know you really need to rely on staff retention and with the climate of the beauty industry and the landscape of the beauty industry you know people get that you know opportunity or they get that thought in their head that they want to rent it's really hard for salon owners and really expensive for people to come in take what they can get and leave the industry is shifting but also people can be kind of shady and you know it, it is what it is but definitely one of the cons is the training and retention training and retaining it is so so hard and you really as an owner has to have to get tactical and strategic with what you offer boundaries with what you offer because I gave way too much for sure I was sending people like all over the place for education and I would pay for everything and you know it was really awesome and great for them and I like you know I had this like weird thing with my money and I don't know if anyone can relate to this but like anytime I made money I was just like I don't deserve this I'm not worthy of this so I would just like throw it in the trash like I would give it away I would spend it or I would give it to my staff or I would give it to charity or whatever and I had like this really weird relationship with money especially when I was in my 20s I'm still in my 20s but like my early 20s like in the beginning like I, I was just like weird with money so I would spend so much on my staff because I didn't feel worthy of having money and I don't know if anybody else feels this but it's just a weird thing I still kind of struggle with it and um it's something that I'm like really working on like to like earn and deserve what I make it, it's a weird weird thing so I'm just being vulnerable Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to keep that in here maybe I will I don't know but yeah anyway so another con is payroll taxes we talked about that I just wrote on my notes payroll taxes are fucking expensive <laughs> I think I said that about 40 times on this episode the next one is leadership is a full-time job so if you're leading full-time and doing hair full-time and managing full-time um, those are all three different things and you're gonna have three full-time jobs, so it's a lot. Another con is the extremely high overhead of rent, color, uh, payroll, all of the things. You know, overhead is high, and anytime you have overhead, it's a headache. So, uh, definitely a lot there. Next, the con is uh, profit margin in salons is between 2% and 17% on average. And most salons are at like 2% because they can't get a grip on their finances and they pay way too much in payroll and they have no grip on their pricing. So I say that because many people don't even charge for extra bowls and their pro use cost is over like 7, 8%, which, you know, a healthy company, it's like 6, 7, 8% for professional use products that's your color and all the shit you buy um, a lot of people have no system around this their stylists don't charge for extra bowls and they waste 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 product so one way you can get this under control is to have product and time standards and this will help you with all of that so if a full highlight is two hours includes two scoops of lightener your stylists need to know that if it goes over time goes over product they have to charge and if you don't do this your profit margin all of that money comes out of the profit so a con is that it takes a lot to manage your numbers and manage your expenses and have like strong systems in place so that you are profitable. Like being profitable is hard. Um, especially you got to pay people like a lot of money for them to even stay a lot of the times and payroll and salon should be at 35 to 38 percent i'm sorry but it, it's like a healthy number i know people are gonna be like eh, 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 but like literally that is a healthy number for the business if you want to have any benefits and my ebook read this before you finish beauty school for my mastermind members this includes everything it'll say like for this commission what should i get and it's all in there for you so if you're getting like 60 percent commission you're not gonna get shit else you're not going to get much else. If you're getting 50%, you might get a little bit. If you're getting 40%, you should get some benefits. 35 to 38%, you should be getting a lot of benefits in education. But um, it's all in the ebook for you. Yeah, so profit is another con. You know, it's, it's hard to be profitable in salons. 
All right, and the last one is, the last con is that you need to have really strong boundaries. So you need to have boundaries no matter what in life. This is critical. But in the salon, if you don't have healthy boundaries, which a lot of people don't, like nobody has boundaries, I swear. It, it's just like an epidemic. Nobody has boundaries, especially salon owners, because we're just like, please don't leave us. We love you. Or we trained you from being little babies, and we're just like, we love you so much. Please don't leave, or, you know, all of that. And, you know, you're heartbroken and resentful or crushed if people leave if you have no boundaries so you have to have really strong internal boundaries to like not take things personal and to be open to the next person that comes in and to just be like you know in it to elevate the beauty industry because if you're in it to elevate the beauty industry nothing can go wrong I mean things can go wrong but at least you won't have these horrible feelings of anger and resentment like I used to be so fucking angry I would block people I'd be like why did you leave traitor oh my god I was so immature but I was 23 years old okay get out of my face you know I made some mistakes in my life I'll admit it you know I'll admit it to help you learn from it because my mission is to elevate the beauty industry so I'm just gonna share my story if you guys like it great if you don't unfollow me goodbye I don't care um, anyway, so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get back to it. And I hope you like this episode. I'm in a mood today. I'm like super honest. Um, I just worked like all day long hours. I'm like crazy busy this week. I'm trying to finish this year with like, you know, everything on my to-do list done, but it's like completely unrealistic. So I'm kind of in like a crazy mood right now and I'm just being like super honest and real and just not holding back. So I know it's a lot. I know I'm swearing a lot. Sorry. Um, just how I talk. If you know me, you know that, and um, you love me for it. You gotta love me for my imperfections. Come on. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be right back, and then we're gonna get into the pros and cons of booth rental. to now the pros and cons of owning and working at a booth rental salon. So I talked to you guys a lot about my authentic experience at my first salon, Gina Bianca Hair. And I mentioned before that I closed it last year when I was 28, 27, 28, I don't even know. Um, and I closed it because I was traveling, teaching, not present. And I really like a lot of my girls went to rent and I could not train another team like I just didn't have it in me I was like you know what we've got great people here they're all about ready to move on and rent hopefully they'll come to the network let's leave on a high note before I completely like you know get too busy and you know it ends up like leaving on a bad note so we left on a really high note we closed I gave all the clients to the girls um and most of them came to the network and a lot of them came back and work at the network which I'm super grateful about but you know we closed um mainly because as a leader I just was I was pretty much done and um that's not bad you know if your life change if the world changes for you and your passion changes I encourage you to follow that and um yeah I don't regret a thing <laughs> absolutely not I'm happier now than I've ever been in my entire life and the entire experience was for me to learn and grow and have the impact on the people that I had the impact in on and build the relationships that I needed to build and everything is happening for me in this life so you know that's what I believe so I don't regret anything and I opened a booth rental salon two years ago called The Network. It's called The Network because I literally know everybody. And if I were a tree, I would be a Christmas tree because I love to bring people together. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I love to bring people together and get everybody in the room and learn and grow together. It's my thing. So I opened the salon for education. We can host 200 people. We have audio visual. We have a gorgeous space. It's just amazing. And uh, the salon is an education salon. That's also a booth rental salon. 
So I offer a lot of perks for them, like their education's included. I carry the color for them and they could buy from me, carry retail for them, towel services included. Um, we post all the time for them on social media. We got a lot of perks going on for them. And, um, you know, it's a great place. Like it's a great salon. And I really try to take a lot of the value that I offered as an employee based salon owner and try to translate it as much as I can into my rental salon. Obviously I can't do everything that I did before, but you know, I really try to make it crazy to work anywhere else. And I suggest you do the same. Charge whatever you want, use whatever you want, dress however you want. I mean, obviously your salon is going to have some restrictions. Like I don't tell my girls anything. Like I show up to work in sweatpants and a tank top and probably slides, honestly, because that's my style. And as long as I take a shower and look nice and, you know, I'm not making an ass out of myself, I'm fine. And all my girls wear whatever they want. They are their true girls and guys. Sorry. I always say girls, <laughs> but, um, everybody is the true expression of themselves. Like, I don't want anything else from them. So we have very little restrictions with dress code. Um, if I have to say something to them, I will, but I've never had to say anything because they kind of know, like, it, it all comes down to finding the right people. You know, if you are going to have someone come in your space who doesn't know that they look like an idiot leaving out the door, probably not the right fit, right? So you got to be careful and be patient with who you bring in. So it really is about finding the right people because if you just like take whoever and they show up looking like a trash bag, it's not good for the brand. So definitely finding the right people is key. But pros are independence. Another pro is you make more money. It's true. You make more money. You got a lot more of a headache, but you make more money. You can use whatever products that you want and you've got major flexibility, which is amazing. And yeah, you're building your own brand. You're doing your own thing. And I think the number one pro is the independence because there's nothing like not having to answer to anybody. There's nothing like not having to answer anybody. I literally like don't even know if I could work for somebody ever again. It's really hard to go back from that when you're building your own brand and working for yourself. Nothing tastes better than freedom. <laughs> Just being honest, in my opinion, like nothing tastes better than freedom. And it's really not that hard to go booth rental, but you got to have business sense and you got to like take care of business. You know, it's a lot more work. And if you can get a system and some boundaries together, it's not that bad. But, you know, it, it's not for everybody. Like if you can't manage your life, it's probably not for you. Um, but honestly, a couple of my people... <laughs> They even said like I was like you should rent a chair and she's like I can't manage my life and now she's one of my most successful renters and you know you just need a little coaching and guidance and um, I love to provide that for my people I'm always just like does anyone want a meeting with me and they're like no we're fine you know they're like you know doing their own thing whatever whatever but I love to provide that guidance for them and as a salon owner and booth rental you know you're not just a landlord I mean I guess you can be just a landlord but I mean having something to offer adds major value to every chair I think but um, not everyone will be into it and that's the cool thing is you know they're independent and they'll take when they want and um, it's just nice to have that kind of connection and culture with them in my opinion like I love being a part of their lives and I love being a little part of their business I love when they like you know need me for something but they really don't because they're independent and being like super codependent at my old salon and just in general like I'm codependent um we all are codependent by the way I'm just like a little more codependent than the normal person but you know it, having people who don't really need me it's kind of just like well but like it, it's great like they are successful they do their own thing I don't need to be there definitely a different lifestyle for sure but pros independence make more money and then you're flexible with anything that you use you know product flexibility kind of goes into the independence part of it you're just independent and can do whatever you want it's really great um and those are the big pros in my book like you can't beat it it's great some of the cons are you have the total business responsibility. So you got to do your own marketing. You got to take care of your clients. You got to do all your appointments and booking and confirmations and the no show and the cancellation policy and keeping all your formulas. You got to really take care of business if you're going to do it right. You got to maintain your inventory. You got to make sure you don't run out of stuff. You got to make sure you're not flushing product down the drain all the things so you, you're responsible for your business and the more lax you are the less commission you're going to make because you're really making commission always however much money your overhead is that's the commission that you're uh getting the cut 
So if you're really good with your business, you'll make more money. If you're not really good, if you're too relaxed, you're not going to make a lot of money. But the independence makes up for it. So I don't know. It's kind of, you got you to gotta pick and choose. Or you can just run your business properly and you can have everything. Another con is the taxes. You know, having the employee uh, base salon owner take care of some of your taxes is huge. You're definitely going to pay more taxes. You're definitely going to pay more taxes. All right, next, the last con is you're gonna have less stability as an independent contractor. So you are not gonna have a consistent paycheck. You're not gonna have a steady minimum wage, hourly wage with overtime. You're not gonna have the perks like paid vacation, sick time, vacation time, or I already said vacation time, like the sick days, personal days, 401k, health insurance. You're not gonna get this. Uh, you're gonna have to pay for this yourself. So you're gonna make more money, but you're gonna spend more money too so the taxes the perks if you want them um, you know taking time off there's no money coming in so you got to save for that you got to save for an emergency fund I mean God bless you if you got the uh, COVID-19 relief as an independent contractor many people did not and that is crazy that people even got that because as an independent contractor you're not supposed to get unemployment it's just you don't pay into it so you don't get it it's crazy that it was even offered. I mean, thank God there needs to be relief during a pandemic, but you don't get that usually. So you really got to think about and save and run your business right so that you can still have the perks. You just have to take care of your business and you got to take care of, you know, what you need to take care of in order to have everything. It doesn't just happen. So it's definitely a lot more work. It also can get obsessive. Like, you know, you're working in your business behind the chair, or you're working in your business in the salon, and then you're working on your business on your time off. So you really gotta have some boundaries with uh, how much you're working behind the chair or else you're gonna end up working 60, 70, 80 hours, especially if you're a busy stylist. All right, so now let's move into, for a salon owner, the pros and cons. So. For a salon owner owning a booth rental salon, the pros are definitely you have less expenses because you're not paying the payroll taxes. You're not paying all of these stylists guaranteed rate. Um, you're not paying overtime. You're literally eliminating the payroll expense. And it feels good. <laughs> It feels great. It's so much less stress. Oh my God, it's so much less stress. Oh my God, it's so much less stress. There are some weeks, if, if the stylist wasn't busy, if they weren't posting and filling their books and helping me fill their books, I like didn't know if I was gonna make it that week. Like it's just so much less stress. So definitely reduce expenses, it's huge. And then you're not paying for the product either. That is huge, huge to not have to pay for the product that they're using because what if they don't charge for it what if they waste it it's really like up to them to do all their stuff so if they're wasting their product they're wasting their product but it doesn't come down to your bottom line you have a lot less turnover that's another pro of owning a booth rental salon so i've had a booth rental salon for two years i've only had one person leave um and she went and opened her own salon and she's doing great and I love her um, and it was great for her so you have way less turnover so people aren't just leaving like in two years in my employee base salon it would be like eight people leaving <laughs> it was just like they would come in get the training they would get busy get their clients and then they bounce and um, you know turnover is expensive and it sucks and it's hard for culture and it always throws a wrench and everything so as a booth rental salon having less turnover especially if you're running it properly it's amazing I think owning a booth rental salon is a pro for entrepreneurs who are like into having multiple income streams because you have the rental income, the retail income, there's all different ways you can make money. And if you're not totally focused on employees and clients, you can definitely make more money by having multiple revenue streams. So rent is just one of your revenue streams. And I think that that's a huge pro is it gives you the opportunity to open your horizons, expand your horizons for more revenue streams as an entrepreneur. For me, the reason I open a booth rental salon and the number one pro, number one pro is the independence because I hired a manager, she takes care of the salon. Um, I factor that into my rental price and I don't have to be there. I love to be there, 
but I don't have to be there. If I'm not there for two weeks, if I'm not there for two months, if I'm not there for a year, um, pretty sure people would just come in, pay their rent, do their hair. If somebody was in there, you know, managing it and, you know, I'm not needed. Um, because my leadership is great, but it's not essential for these booth renters to run their business because they're running their own business. They are their own leader. Do I ever plan on leaving for two years? Um, probably not, but (laughs) you know, it's, you know, if I left my old salon for two weeks, I would probably burn to the ground. (laughs) And I know that there are some amazing salon owners out there who have perfect systems. They've got amazing managers and leadership. They maybe have multiple locations and they don't have to be there at all. Kudos to you. I'm talking to people who are just owning one salon, trying to get it off the ground or thinking about opening a salon because there's always the dream and the goal of being a franchise or not a franchise, like a multi-location, amazing powerhouse salon owner. There are amazing powerhouse salon owners and I'm not acting like they don't exist. However, the independence part of it is like no other it is great It is so much less of a headache i have so much more time to work on my other artistic things like creating content doing the podcast doing my education creating my education community all of the things i love to do i'm able to do because i don't have the headache of managing employees i love my employees but it was just like not my priority to sacrifice my independence especially at such a young age Um, that's why I said, like, I just, if you want to open a salon, maybe wait, you know, wait as long as you possibly can save money. So you don't have to go into debt to do it, you know, meet the right people. So when you open, you maybe have, maybe you just open a booth rental salon, like 15 years down the road after you've done your teaching or done all of the things that you want to do. It doesn't have to be right now. If you're thinking about this, you're like, I need to open a salon right now. Like, just think like so much can change in a year. So much can change in two years. I wish somebody shook me and was just like, gee, like you have so much ahead of you. Like, why are you doing all this right now? But then again, I don't regret anything because everything is happening for me. All of that experience, all of that experience, all of those lessons, everything. That was all for a reason. So I can sit here and do this podcast for you and give you all of my wisdom so that you can make the most informed decision. The last pro, and I've already said this, is less taxes. Not paying those payroll taxes, oh my god, it is so much money. It is so much money, these taxes. Anyways, can you guys tell I fucking hate taxes? I pay them. I pay them. I'm on time. But I just think it's ridiculous, to be honest. I think it's ridiculous. All right, so last but not least, we're going to talk about the cons of owning a booth rental salon. And for me at the network, I don't have any cons, really. Um, I can't think of any. I have my freedom, flexibility. I've got great people in there. Um, I guess if I didn't have good people in there, a con would be like, it would be pretty sad to be like, you can't rent here anymore. I mean, if, if it's, a, it's kind of like shitty, but if, um, you know, it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit and you have to, um, that's the same as firing someone. It just sucks. But, um, it really taking the time to find the right people is huge. But some cons as a salon owner owning a booth rental is you don't have the control over the stylist or the brand. Like you, you have control over your brand, but it's you have less control over the stylist and it's really up to them how they're going to represent your brand. So it's really finding stylists that fit your brand and that you trust to represent it, but you can't really control them. You just have to find the right people. Another con could be it's not team oriented, but again, if you find the right people, like, you know, who are kind and who help each other out and who if they see something, they'll pick it up. Or if they see someone struggling, they'll be there to lift them up. You know, it's just finding the right people. But a lot of rental salons, people come in, they don't say shit and they do their work and they go home and it's not team oriented and there's not a good vibe. If you can create a culture and you can create a good vibe in your rental salon, you're doing a good job. I feel like I really found the right people together. I really know what stylists want because I was a stylist behind the chair for so long and I've owned multiple salons and I coach and talk to people so I know what pisses people off. Like when I was building the salon, I made sure they were stand behind sinks because I know that that kills your back when they're not. I made sure that there's enough sinks that they're not going to have to wait for a sink. I make sure that there's extra lighting on the station so that at night they could see. You know, I try to think of everything that they might want and I try to talk with them as a stylist you know I'm not better than them I'm not higher up than them and 
um, you know, having team oriented, having good culture, it, it, it starts from the top. And I'm not trying to brag or like pat myself on the back, but you know, I feel like I did a good job getting the right people, creating a beautiful environment and making sure they're supported and doing everything I can to make it crazy to work anywhere else. And I think that's what you have to do as a business owner is you just got to make it absolutely fucking nuts to work anywhere else. That's what you have to do. And you have to start asking different questions. You know, if you're always asking, why are my people leaving? Those are the questions that you're asking and those are the answers and that's the reality you're going to have. But if you ask yourself the question, what can I do that nobody else is doing? If you say, why are my people always leaving? Or you say, what can I do that no one else is doing? Those are completely different questions. And Tony Robbins says the quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. So take it or leave it, you guys. Wow. We're at an hour. I have to go. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I wish you nothing but the absolute best. I'm going to be taking a couple weeks off from the podcast to spend some time with my family, rest, rejuvenate, and plan for 2021. My curriculum is amazing. My ideas for the new year are amazing. I cannot wait to have a brand new fresh slate. It is such a gift. I'm so happy to be alive. I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful to be here to share my story with all of you. And I'm even more grateful that you're even here listening. Again, thank you so much. 2020 was kind of crazy. It had its ups and downs. We experienced so much loss. We experienced so much heartache, trauma, so much. But the comeback is better than the setback, okay? We're going to get through this. We're all in this together. I'm excited to start a fresh slate. Nothing but possibilities and opportunities for the future. And everything is happening for us. Every setback, everything is happening for us to show us that we can do this. We're all in this together. Lift up the people around you. Share your story. Be yourself. Be kind to others. Take care of yourself. Put yourself first in 2021. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of the year. Thank you for listening.